On this episode of Locked on Lighting, we're previewing tonight's game against the Detroit Red Wings. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Drop us a comment below on YouTube and let us know how we're doing as well as what you think. Predictions, questions, comments. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing tonight's game against the Detroit Red Wings Atlantic Division matchup once again. And I've said it once I've said it a million times. I said on the last episode, I love when the Lightning play within their own division. I feel, and they certainly do, uh, there's no doubt about it, but I feel like numbers aside, the game means something more. The game, it almost has that playoff-like atmosphere. Uh, you, you, You know, like... Tonight will be intense, and I'm sure uh, Thursday against the Nashville Predators will be just as intense. But I, there's just that added element, that extra spice that you don't see in out-of-division, out-of-conference games. Uh, even within conference, I think if it's out of, out of division, I still think it's, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't feel the same as if when Tampa goes up against uh a divisional foe. And so the the Detroit Red Wings come in tonight's game, uh fourth in the, the Atlantic Division with a record of 12, 7, and 5, goal differential of plus one. They also come into this game uh with 5-3 and 2 record over their last 10. Uh got, just coming off a win as well. So you're gonna see a Detroit team in this in tonight's game come in that thus far, and I spoke about it in the preseason uh, episodes that I did. I thought that out of all the teams that were going to take the biggest step in the Atlantic division this year, it was going to be Detroit. We've kind of been seeing this progression from them uh, over the last couple of years. And now that they've gotten their goaltender, uh, And, you know, that core of young talent that they have slowly accumulated over the last couple of seasons, those guys are now, I guess, by NHL standards, uh, they are are veterans. Uh, They are a good team. I think that they are a good team now. If that the difference is, the question is really, is, is are they a playoff team as of right now? If the season were to end, uh, they would. They would make they would get that second wild card spot out of the east. Um obviously, you know, that's a little a little, I, I would guess say, you know, jumbled uh wild card spots right now because obviously all these teams haven't played the same amount of games right now. I guess by the all-star break, we could kind of make that decision as to whether or not. And that's that would be a good segment. Um that we could definitely do during the all-star break as to whether, you know, looking, reviewing, I guess, our mid-season grades 
of not only the Lightning and the Lightning players, but as well as the Atlantic Division. Who who should we really take seriously at this point in time? And you know who who's maybe uh, falling off. But yeah, the Red Wings, uh, very good hockey team, I think. Uh, and let's look at the stats: twenty two percent on the power play, seventy eight. 0.3% on the PK, uh, 47%, uh, pretty much 48 uh, if you want to round up in the faceoff circle. Uh, 3.17 goals forced versus a 3.308 goals against. So they pretty much give up almost the same amount as they, they force in. Somewhat a little bit around what the Lightning do. Now, if you look at the numbers, other than really the power play and the, I would say the goals force these teams are somewhat very similar, uh, at least on paper, you know, without even looking at the players and, but, but I think that, you know, and maybe I'm biased in this opinion. I think that Tampa obviously has the advantage just if you're looking at recent performance and, and what, you know, the, the last 10, uh, the record of the last 10 for both these teams really proves, you know, who's kind of just floating around in their last 10 and, and who's really made some progress. And obviously the Lightning have eight and two in their last 10 playing phenomenal hockey as of late. Uh, we've spoken a bunch about how really this team has has really turned it on almost to another gear in recent weeks uh, as we've especially, you know, gotten to the later parts of November and then early December. So uh, all sides point towards the Tampa Bay lightning. Like I said, in the last episode, all, all things point towards Tampa making a run for that second spot in the Atlantic division, as well as potentially if everything progresses in the way it looks like it's progressing. If you keep that percentage of eight and two over your last 10, if you play, if you play like that, um, I think we could even have the discussion uh, at the end of the, at the year uh, as to whether or not Tampa could potentially be challenging Boston by the end of December. So, but obviously, you know, not to jump out too far away from the too far ahead of ourselves. Taking a look at the some of the big names on this Detroit Red Wings team for maybe some of those who are not so familiar with the Red Wings. I've spoken about the Red Wings. Uh, in length last season, I think that they were one of the most frustrating teams to play against. Uh, what they maybe lacked in skill, uh, they they made up for in just skating hard and 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 really just doing little things correctly. You know, those little things may have not always resulted in wins against the Lightning, but those have always been tight games uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Games that you know, oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, but oftentimes with look like they were leading into overtime and, and really, you know, those were games where I felt in that moment of time where Tampa really uh, should have won those games, not only in regulation, but, but by at least a couple of goals or so. And, and, you know, they were one of those teams where it, it's one of those, those matchups where I felt like the lightning struggled immensely against them. And, you know, now that you've seen Detroit kind of take that step, that step forward since last year, uh, I, I definitely think that the Lightning are going to have their moments in which they struggle against uh, Detroit, especially against players like Dylan Larkin, who, if you've been watching the Lightning over the last couple of years, he's the captain of this team. And, and you know, one of the I, I would say probably Dylan Larkin's at least a, a top 15 center 
in this league, if not top 10. Uh, he leads the team in points in 26. Uh, you, you also have guys like, let's let's take a look at the top goal scorer on this team, Dominic Kubalik, who came over from Chicago. I believe it was last year, if not the year before. Uh, he's a left winger. I would assume he's going to be playing on the same line as Larkin. He has 10 goals and 24 points. So, you know, and if you look up and down this, this Detroit Red Wings team, you have a lot of players uh, that can put points in the, uh, on the board. A lot of players that are in the double digits and points at this time and, and players that we have spoken about on this show. Uh, in the past, whether they've been on other teams or uh, with Detroit. Uh, names like Philip Peronik, who we are familiar with, defenseman, 22 points, six, uh, six of those are goals. So the guy could definitely score goals out there. Uh, Lucas Raymond, who was one of the top prospects a couple of years ago in the draft. Uh, I think he's got ton of talent. Uh, he's got 15 points in 20 games, uh, uh, 24 games, excuse me. Uh, seven of those points are seven of those are goals. Uh, Andrew Cop, who uh, if you you may be familiar with him, he was with the, the Rangers last season. Well, he was traded to the Rangers in the middle of the season last year. Uh, was definitely a pain in the butt for the Lightning uh, in that playoff series against the Rangers in the conference finals. Uh, Oscar Sundquist, we might be familiar with him as well, but the name that definitely sticks out to me uh, is. Mo Sider, uh, defenseman, 21 years old. He was one of the top defensemen in the league. Well, what I would say top. I would say, yeah, he was probably top five uh, in the league last year. Definitely one of the top rookies in the league last year. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm drawing a blank. I'm not entirely sure whether or not. Uh, I, he was definitely a Calder Trophy finalist, but I don't remember who actually came out on top with that. But, uh, yeah, Mo Sider. Uh, Definitely a, a, someone who's going to go out there and play physical. His plus minus looks a little bit rough, so that tells me that his defensive pairing is a little bit susceptible to goals being scored against, so the Lightning definitely need to take advantage of that, and I'm sure that they're looking at that uh, on the score sheet and definitely on the stat sheet pregame and looking at that as maybe that's a weakness that could be exploited uh, throughout the game. And then you got a couple of other names. I'm not going to – list off every single player on this team Tyler Bertuzzi who Lightning fans if you've watched this if you watched the the Lightning uh the Red Wings last year uh you should be familiar with him Adam Ernie uh Ole Mata you know a couple of players that are coming back from last year and then um the uh the two goaltenders on this team and, and uh one of them who I've spoken about actually we've the Lightning should be familiar with one of these guys at least but um if you listen to uh, the Locked On NHL Thursday edition with me and Chris Masilli, we talk about uh, this other goaltender as well. But Vili Husso uh, was traded, came over from the Blues in the offseason, a guy who I really thought, and I think a lot of people now, <clears throat> excuse me, are looking at, at, at the Blues as to why would you give this guy away and keep someone like Jordan Bennington. Uh, but yeah, definitely two goaltenders in net that could come out, either one who are very good. In my opinion, you know, the numbers don't always tell the story. You know, Alex Ndelkovic, uh, I think, is a very good goaltender as well. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about more about these two goaltenders, but I still – so, but really to sum it up, I think that uh, the Lightning will have a tough game ahead of them in this one tonight, and they'll definitely need to come out uh, guns a-blazing. 
So uh, we'll talk about more about this game in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is Simply Safe. Now, at Locked on Lightning, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and the family a give, the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked on Lightning listeners 40% off a new security system, but don't put this off. But don't put this off because this is here why I love it, because uh, I love that they have the 24-7 monitoring agent. So if you have any questions or whatever the case may be, there's someone always there uh, that could help you. And the best part is that Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. Like I said, I love the 24-7 professional monitoring service. It costs under a dollar a day. That's less than half the price of traditional home security system. So don't miss your chance to save big on the on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL because there's no safe like simply safe. So continuing our discussion. <coughs> excuse me. Um, continuing our discussion. Now we spoke about players to watch out for for the Red Wings. And, you know, if you're watching me on YouTube, I am just gulping down tea because I woke up with a cold today. But uh, <laughs> so sorry for that. But and once again, if you're watching on YouTube, please go ahead and like and subscribe. Give us a follow on our social media pages as well at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Love hearing from all of you. Uh, and don't forget to hit that notification button on if you're listening to us on an app. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you will be notified. So, you know, we spoke about the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, their goaltending situation very much interests me because I, you know, I look at the players on every opposing team. Uh, and, you know, I, I always, when I'm evaluating or previewing a game, I always, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you, you know that I, I place a big, large of, uh, amount of stock into goaltenders, opposing goaltenders, because I feel at the end of the game, you know, I, I look at it. The prime example is the Edmonton Oilers. You know, you have two of the best players in the world, but if you can't stop the puck, those guys could come out and score three, four goals. But if your goaltender gives up five or four, five or six, you know, it really doesn't matter. So, uh, you know, you have to have goal, good goaltending, as we know, with the Lightning. Uh, I expect Vasilevsky to play in net tonight, and then Elliott will get the start on Thursday against Nashville. Uh, as for tonight, I don't mind seeing either or of these guys. I would like to see, you know, obviously if you're looking at the numbers, one will definitely pick Nindelkovic, Alex Nindelkovic, for those of you who may remember. He was with the Carolina Hurricanes a couple of years ago, and then the Hurricanes weirdly traded him uh, last, uh, not this offseason, but two off seasons ago to, to Detroit. And he didn't exactly put up the best numbers last year, but I think a lot of that had to do with, you know, the players that were in front of him. Um, and then what happens? The the Detroit Red Wings go out and they sign Billy Huso, uh, who right now has a record of 10, four and three, with a goals against average of 2.58, same percentage of nine, one, two and three shutouts. So as much as I would like to see, Nindelkovic in that 
I think that with the way the Lightning are playing, uh, the way they've been scoring, uh, like I said on the previous episode last game, I thought the Lightning, those are the kind of games you love. Uh, the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, those are the kind of games you love. You love to see contributions from everybody. You know, I as much as I would like to see the stars on this team, the Hedmans, the Stamkoses, the the you know the the points, the Kucherovs. Uh, those guys go out there and and score and put points up. You definitely want to have when you're looking at a performance from the Lightning. Uh, you definitely want to have an all all team performance. You want to have a messy stat sheet in terms of points. You they had nine different players uh, in the last game uh, tally a point, and I would definitely like to see more of that in this game. And I definitely think that's going to be really. What the goal is in this game as well against the Detroit Red Wings is that you want to get everybody involved. You definitely want to allow Vasilevsky to get comfortable early on. And the best way to do that is to score first. Uh, I think that if the Tampa Bay Lightning could do that, I think I really think that they're going to be set, especially against a team like the Detroit Red Wings, who, who I like I said, they have made major improvements thus far, but really I think that, you know, they're not there yet. I said, I believe on the last episode uh, or the episode prior that the thing that the Lightning have in their favor against teams that are talented but yet young, like a team as the Detroit Red Wings, uh, that in the end, you know, especially in this game, I think that we'll see it tight in the first two periods and then towards maybe the end of the second and early third, we'll start to see Tampa kind of pull away. Uh, but that really all depends on them. I mean, we know what they need to do, uh, and, and it shows. When the Lightning score first this year, they're ten and three, uh, six and two at home when they score first. So, I mean, that shows that they need to go out there and, and really assert themselves. Really need to take advantage of home ice advantage. Uh, and when they outshoot their opponent, they're eight and five, four and three at home uh, when they outshoot their opponent. So, you know, you have to go out there and, and weirdly enough, you know, as much as I. I throw out those numbers and I say, you know, when, when they're out shooting their point, their opponents, you know, the record shows that they win. It's very strange when you look at their numbers and I'm looking at hockey reference uh, when they're out shot by their opponents, they're six, three and one, three, oh, and one at home. So the home ice advantage does play a factor, it seems uh, in that regard. So really uh, if they could outshoot their opponents, That'd be great if they can't, not the end of the world, because when the Lightning lead after one, because I, like I said, getting things started early, allowing your goaltender and your team to get into a flow, scoring early is the best thing you could do. And going into the first intermission with a lead is probably the most ideal situation you could have against a team like this, who I listed off the numbers before with some of the players on the Red Wings. There are players along if Vili Huso is, is if he's on, if he's on tonight, uh, it's going to be tough to, uh, you know, definitely keep everybody at bay. So especially if the lightning could take the lead first going into the first intermission in which when they go into the, when they go into the first intermission with the lead, uh, they're undefeated. So, you know, numbers don't lie. You know, I always say that, you know, there's also, there's always, you know, more to the story with numbers, but at the same time in this, in this, uh, this, this situation, the numbers don't lie and the lightning really need to take ownership of their home ice advantage. And, and at the same time, I, I, w- I want to see a more multi-dimensional game. I spoke about it in the last episode, how they got 
outbodied, I guess, if you want to say, in the face-off circle. Uh, just Montreal really took advantage of of just you know winning those winning those faceoffs. Did a way better job. The puck possession was evident there. Uh, the Lightning still did a good job of firing off those shots uh, and kind of keeping up uh, with them in the shot shots on goal ta- uh, tally. So really, if Tampa could you know win the battle in the faceoff circle. Uh, play physical, but you know, also have a, a multi-dimensional offensive attack. I, I think that they'll be uh, in in they'll be in a good position to win this game, especially against a, a young team who, like I said, I think as we see this game progress, I think in the the late second and the early third, we'll start to see Tampa. As long as they're ahead on the on the uh, the goal sheet, I I think that we'll start to see Tampa Bay. Uh, really pull ahead and, and that'll prove that they obviously are the better, more experienced team. So wrapping things up on the show, let us know below what you think the outcome for this game will be. Uh, my my prediction is a 3-2 win. I think Vasilevsky is going to make a uh, probably a handful of great saves tonight to keep the Lightning in this. I think the Lightning will score first, but I think Detroit will come back. Uh, right away with a couple of good chances. Now, whether or not they capitalize on that, I still, I, I can't predict that much. I'm not Nostradamus here, but I, I think that we will see a lot of fight from this Detroit Red Wings team. Uh, young teams often do come out of the gates absolutely flying uh, with a lot of aggression. And really what the Lightning should do in those situations is really uh, make sure that their counterattack is ready because you know, oftentimes young teams, uh, when they're coming, they're flying around. They're taking a lot of shots on that. I wouldn't be surprised if we go into the first intermission and the Lightning are winning, but being outshot uh, by by the Detroit Red Wings. I, I really think what it come down to in this game, I think the Lightning, since I believe they are the better skaters uh, and have a higher level of offensive ability, I think we'll see Tampa Bay. Uh, be able to take get the, a lot of chances and capitalize on a lot of chances tonight uh, on the counterattack, maybe catch Detroit on a shift change, especially going down the ice. Uh, and, and that's where guys like Braden Point uh, will definitely come into the mix. Guys like like uh, Ross Colton, uh, like Anthony Sorelli, who is making his second start, second playing in his second game of the year. So uh, the Lightning definitely have the weapons. I expect them with Sorelli in the lineup for the second game in a row. Uh, I expect that face-off percentage to be a lot better. And, of course, I expect a, a lightning win. So let us know, of course, once again, what you think. And you can always find us on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter. Locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. I love hearing from all of you. I've actually got a ton of comments Uh Actually, a ton of questions actually about Victor Hedman. Now, Vic Hedman, I like I said, I mean, the numbers aren't exactly there. And it, it is what it is at this point with him. I I I know a lot of people expect Hedman to come out and have have more of a higher point total. He only has he only has 10 points on the season. Uh one one of those is a goal. So you know what? A lot of it, but it seems as though a lot more people, including myself, early on in the season, were concerned more so about how he was on the back end defensively. And 
I don't know if there's really that. There was a little bit, you know, reason for concern. You know, I spoke about it on episodes um, in November where I noticed on certain plays, on certain games, it was very up and down with his defensive play that uh, it, it seemed as though he just didn't have that movement there. He did miss a couple of games, uh, if you remember, uh, due to an undisclosed injury. So maybe that was just lingering effects uh, from that. But it seems as though in recent games he has he's sort of getting back to his regular self. And we might see more of a return to what we usually expect from him on the defensive side of things. So. You know, hopefully uh, those recent performances are a sign of him normaling out. But if you look at his last five games real quick before we wrap things up, I I think that, you know, the, the points, yes, the points put up the uh, tally has sort of been a, a cause for concern um, on the season. Like I said, only 10, one of those a goal. But if we're being honest with ourselves, he's only really, he's averaging about, one to two shots a game. So especially in his last five. So, you know, if you're going to come out and kind of be concerned about his offensive output, you got to look at what he's doing on the offensive side of things. Uh, yes. You know, you're going to have him bring that ability of, of scoring points in terms of notching assists. But at the same time, you know, if he's not shooting the puck really, you know, what, what do you expect from him to do? Uh, we've seen him in years past really be more aggressive with the puck. I don't know if maybe Cooper is, has changed things a little bit with how he wants Hedman to play. Uh, or maybe it's just Victor Hedman. Like I said, he was dealing with an injury. Maybe he's not moving as uh, well as he would like to in order to be that aggressive on the offside of things with, you know, while kind of sacrificing his position. Uh, if there were to be a turnover and, and you know, try to go back down on, on the other end to stop a break. But there was a play, I believe it was in the Boston game or, or the game prior, where I thought he did a very good job. I believe it was the Buffalo game where I don't remember who was on the breakaway, but I thought that it, it was a breakaway for St. Louis, and I thought he did a very good job defending that, skating down the ice. So the speed is still there. The ability is definitely still there. The vision is still there. So uh, if you're worried about that, I, I I wouldn't really take too much stock in the points. You know, I would if I had to choose between one or the other, especially when you have uh, Mikhail Sergachev playing the way he is this season uh, with 23 points. I, I think that we could live with with Victor Hedman playing more of a defensive game. Uh, but like I said, that kind of relies that's kind of reliant on what we see out of Mikhail Sergachev in the offensive department because, you know, those guys are kind of different players. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev, as I, I think he's still more of like an offensive, um, his game kind of points more to, towards the offensive side of things, whereas obviously Victor Hedman, if he had his strengths are more so towards the defensive side. Uh, so, you know, if you have that good mix, especially with guys like, Eric Chernak on the ice and, and, you know, Ian Cole, I think we, the lightning could live in the long run with Victor Hedman having somewhat of a down offensive season. So, and, but I would like to get, I would like to see him score a goal tonight just so we could kind of, maybe we could see him get things going for himself. And maybe that's just something he needed. Maybe he needs to get another goal just to kind of get that 
even though he only had he has one on the season already, I still think you know if once players kind of go games without scoring, you kind of get that monkey you know on your back and you start getting in your own head. So we'll have to see. Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's more of a mental thing. Uh, I would, and like I said before, I would like to see Victor Hedman as well as the whole defensive core as a whole uh, be more aggressive on the offside of uh, offensive side of things. So uh, hopefully the Lightning pull off a three-two win tonight, or just a win in general, preferably in regulation. Uh, they increase their gap uh, between them and the Red Wings as the Red Wings are two points behind the Lightning. And if with a, with a Lightning win, I would like to see them uh, close in on the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Atlantic division. So tomorrow, join us for the recap of that game. And, but in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.